Hey angels, welcome back to another episode of The Many Versions of You. It's me, Rachel, and I'm happy to have you back. I'm going to go with a bit of a spirituality theme today, the spiritual you, the spiritual self, which is something that I feel like is a really important part of me that I haven't really acknowledged yet on the pod. So I want to talk about ways that I personally connect to spirituality, ways to connect to your gifts, and how to develop those gifts further. Talking about developing intuition and practicing tuning in and trusting yourself. And just resources that I use on a daily practice to connect to a higher version of myself and tap into the spiritual side of me. A lot of different resources are right in front of me right now. So let me paint a little picture for you of my desk setup. I've got a stack of books. I've got a selenite wand. I've got some beautiful incense. I've got my tarot cards. So I'm actually going to really quick pause this, light some incense. I have my salt lamp on. I'm going to get a little bit more of the mood and the vibe going for myself to tap into a different headspace, different energy, different version of me. Okay, so I just got some incense going. I am burning some Zen Bunny Holy Smoke Incense is the brand. It is a mysterious and enchanting blend of natural Indonesian roots, flowers, barks, nuts, and spices. It smells absolutely divine. Super earthy and just really grounds me. Having anything lit, a candle or incense and the smoke is very grounding. So it's very clearing and it's plant energy and plant magic. I'm going to do right now a tarot pull for myself, but we can also say it's for the collective you, the listeners. I actually, if I'm being fully honest and transparent, have not touched these tarot cards in a while. So maybe that was a little bit of the motivation for me today to just sort of tap into this spiritual side of me because I feel like I really need it and I'm really disconnected from that right now. So especially during the holidays and the end of the year, it's a very good time I feel like for some introspection. So yeah, I have mentioned this deck before. It's one of my favorites. It's an oracle deck from Mary Evans, and it's called the Vessel Deck. So I'm going to pull a card and see what 
it says. Wow, the card I pulled is healing. Very appropriate. Let's see what she has to say. So if you're not familiar with tarot decks or oracle decks, I think I've definitely mentioned them before, but they are just basically a physical tool to sort of tap into your intuition. The oracle decks can be anything. They're, there's an, angel ones, there's animal ones, there's this one is just sort of really amazing and adorable little illustrations and it comes with a little basically like a little guidebook that has all of the corresponding imagery and meanings and so you basically you can pull a card and then you get your little book out and you read about what the card that you pulled is so for healing her words are it's time to be gentle and to heal do kind things for yourself you will mend and it has a really beautiful drawing of some flowers what looks like maybe teardrops or rain a broken heart a hand so if you're someone who meditates I love to use the visuals that correspond with the tarot cards or the oracle cards the oracle deck to sort of use that as like a visual representation of what I want to bring in to a meditation so for instance, if I wasn't doing this pod right now and I pulled this card and I wanted to just sit with what I read for a minute, I would probably sit and close my eyes and just use this image as a little visualization and just sort of like see what comes up, see what it makes me think about. Ooh, sorry, I just touched my base. So that's just a really easy and tangible way for me to sort of just get into a different headspace, enter more of the metaphysical version of me, and be less connected to the ego and the self-image. So I really feel like if you're trying to get further into a spiritual practice, a tarot deck or a oracle deck is a really tangible and physical way to sort of just connect with your intuition. I'm, I'm going to say it's a really good little omen that I pulled the healing card because this deck in particular does have a few heavy cards, so they're not all positive, but neither is A search for enlightenment it's not always just going to be positive feelings that you're navigating and moving through and maybe that resistance to spirituality and to slowing down and connecting with yourself and a higher power maybe there's something there so if you're really triggered by this episode and you're like I don't even want to think about spirituality then that's obviously first off okay and 
I'm not going to get into any religion or religious talks on this, but I do think that everybody has their own ways of connecting to whatever higher power that you envision when you hear the word spirituality. So yeah, that's okay if this episode isn't for you. I just wanted to put that out there. Another tangible resource that I use to connect to spirituality would definitely be books. So I have this book called Openness Mind by Tarthang Toku, who is a Tibetan teacher and practicing Buddhist. And this book, Openness Mind, is just one of, I think he has like 35 books at least. So... This is just a quote from one of his teachings that I really liked. How we live, what is happening in our lives, how we are affected by our experience. This is the ground of reality and the source of spiritual awareness. He also says, spiritual actions are those which happen naturally when we act with an open heart. Another tool that I heavily rely on would be astrology. And there's a lot of different ways that I'm connecting to astrology. I'm reading books. I'm following some astrologers online. I have a few apps. I watch some YouTube videos. So I would love to start sort of giving you guys some tangible tools that I use to connect to that spiritual side of myself. One app that I use is CoStar. You may or may not be familiar. I honestly, if I'm being really honest, I don't use the apps. I very rarely even remember I have them on my phone. I don't use them that often. But every time I do open them, it's something that I find helpful, useful, and it oftentimes really resonates with what I'm looking for in that moment. So today I just opened CoStar and the big quote I had for my transits currently is, you get out what you put in, which I feel like goes right hand in hand with this book and this concept of an openness mind, staying open and staying aligned with your intuition. Something else I wrote down is your intuition is always listening. So stay open to questions and stay open to, I like to refer to it as inner knowledge, inner wisdom, inner knowing. Stay open to that and stay connected to that because I think it's so easy to feel so disconnected with the mysticism and the unknown. And it's in our society right now, we're just so distracted and there's so many different versions of ourselves that we have to inhabit in the day-to-day life and a, a daily basis that it can be really hard to stay connected to these more 
esoteric versions of ourselves is maybe a weird pretentious way of looking at it but just a a self that is interested in another way to look at it I guess would be the self less you that isn't ego based or ego driven but in fact interested in a collective consciousness and the collective us because basically you need to before we can help others we need to find as much strength within ourselves as we can another quote from openness mind it's it's like the idea of the oxygen mask put on your own oxygen mask before helping someone else so you're not going to be a good spiritual source for anyone else if you're not connected to your own spirituality. So you're not going to be able to offer any insights or wisdom to someone who needs it if you're avoiding that searching within yourself. Does that make sense? (laughs) So... This can happen by embracing self-change. And you need to begin to break down those patterns of avoidance. And you need to follow the potential for awakening. And avoid the ego's demands. So this is really like, it's like seeing the different dimensions of things. So there's the physical realm, what's staring right in front of you. We need to be able to see past that to tap into a higher self or a higher power and feel aligned with our own spirituality. Which means we need to place less emphasis on our own desires and respect the needs of others. Which a lot of this is almost counterintuitive to be talking about on a podcast that is so focused on ourselves and you, the physical you, but it's not because it's all very connected because you're not going to be able to access the best versions of yourself if you're on autopilot and only really concerned with this physical plane. You know, you need to be able to, I mean, not only you need to be focusing on others, you need to be focusing on what makes you really fulfilled, which is not necessarily going to be easy in such a capitalistic society because we're basically told that we need more and more and more material things especially this time of year we're so focused on gifts for ourselves gifts for others what do we want what do we want to give and there's nothing wrong with that of course but don't lose sight of the emotional gifts that you can provide you know 
this also definitely goes hand in hand with the concept of compassion, compassion for yourself, compassion for others. If you're focusing on developing a compassionate heart, I think that's a really good way to connect to the spiritual you. And it's funny because there is no way to be spiritual without being yourself. I know this is going to start getting really heady and whatever, but stay with me. Even if you have a spiritual teacher or a guru or a guide or you're using someone else to access the concept of spirituality, it's still through your own lens, your own eyes that you're reading and your own ears that you're listening and your own brain is making the conclusions and connections. So it is really difficult to separate the self from the ego. And yeah, I mean, it's it's like just like a really interesting concept to me that we are all these, you know, beings having a human experience, but you can't turn that humanity on and off. So there is no reality that you're connecting to spirituality without staying true to yourself. So what I like to picture, visualize, is just entering a actually different headspace. And that's how you can connect with your higher self or a higher power. And there's a lot of different tools for tapping into that. So if you're into psychics or the metaphysical world, you may be familiar with the concept of the four clairs. We probably all know clairvoyant, but there's actually four different I like to call them, I guess, like spiritual gifts that we are all capable of accessing. And obviously some are way more tuned in and connected than others. But we do all have this like inner ability to access that different headspace and kind of like it's like turning off one part of your mind and entering into a different part of your mind. I, again, I like to sort of visualize like opening a door in my mind, walking down a staircase and being in a different space, physical, mental, emotional, a different realm than when I'm like connected to just staying like in that physical body when I'm going for a walk or eating or sitting or running. Those things feel so physical. There's 
a different version of myself that I feel like if I'm meditating and I'm like when I'm doing a tarot poll, I'm accessing a different version of me. And for a lot of people, that can look like tapping into your four clairs. So there's clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and claircognizance. I'm going to give you a little rundown in case you're like, what are you talking about? But I have a feeling that a lot of my listeners are probably familiar with the concept. But in case you're not, when a person is clairvoyant, they can see images. When a person has the gift of clairaudience, they can hear voices. Clairsentient they can recognize feelings, physical, emotional, energetic. And claircognizant is a clear knowing of something that you otherwise shouldn't have any knowledge of. It's also referred to as the four types of intuition. And you can think of it as some people are more dominant in one type of intuition than the other. If you're not able to grasp the fact that you have this ability at all. I feel like if you can think of it as a form of intuition, that is almost something that you could see as something you can strengthen because we all have gut feelings. We all have moments of clarity that is a psychic gift and a form of spirituality, being able to recognize that and to utilize that to make better decisions or to be more compassionate or to, yeah, just embrace the humanity of a situation. If this concept is completely brand new to you, There's so much information out there and so many different things that you can either read or listen to to sort of figure out which Claire you could possibly be gifted in. And there's even quizzes online to find out your intuitive style So if it's interesting to you, I recommend that you explore that further because basically, like I said earlier, your intuition is always listening. It's a version of yourself that you need to put more energy towards and more hours into, like any skill, to further develop it. It's not something that is just on or off and that some people have no access to because intuition can even show up in the form of a great idea that comes to you in the shower because you're entering that theta brain state, which is also referred to as a flow state. So You're just basically on a weird form of autopilot where what you're doing in the physical realm 
is allowing you to turn your brain off, so to speak, and access a different headspace, for lack of a better word. And that's sometimes people will get a really strong sense of something that's about to happen and you get out of the shower and you check your phone or someone calls you and confirms what you were thinking, that is claircognizance or clairsentience, feeling and knowing. So it might not look as wild as being clairvoyant and seeing an entity in front of you or something or Claire audience you might not hear a voice but just that gut feeling of knowing something to be true or to feel like you're able to almost predict something that's going to happen that is being in touch with your intuition so we all not only possess the ability but we're all doing this way more often than we think which I feel like is really cool and a powerful version of ourselves and I don't know why you wouldn't want to access and tap into that because I feel like it's only going to enhance your life the more connected you are to your inner knowing and your intuition the easier it is to navigate through life with ease and actually the more I look into this we have five senses, so when I'm saying there's four gifts, the four clairs, I've actually even found the five clairs, and I found the six clairs. So there is two other ones that may or may not be something you might connect to. So I'll include those. So there's also clairalience, which is clear smelling being able to smell something that is not actually physically present. And there is clairgustience, clear tasting, being able to taste something that is not actually physically present. I would assume those are maybe a little less common, and that's why in my initial research, I kind of overlooked those. But in any case, connecting to the clairs, connecting to these psychic abilities, these spiritual gifts. There's a lot of different ways that we can develop these gifts further. You can work with an intuitive because often when you go to see someone who has these gifts, they can help you recognize the gifts in yourself. And the more that you're interacting with your own intuition, by listening even to someone else speak on what they feel, know, see, taste, hear. It's just going to maybe kickstart it in yourself a little more. Be patient. Practice patience, which is a struggle for me, for sure. I have a very short temper and get overwhelmed very easily and have a lot of sensory issues. So staying patient with myself and with others is something that I definitely do struggle with. And 
I think in the moments that we sort of lose grasp with our rational selves, but not in a cool spiritual way and more in just a like losing your cool way, that's adding noise and fog to that clarity and that intuition starts becoming harder to connect to. So obviously staying mindful and staying present is really important. You can write down intuitive feelings that you're having in a journal because then you can start recognizing messages that you've already received and that can help you pick up more of them. And I mean, that goes hand in hand with like manifesting. If you write down things that you're trying to call in, when you go back and look at that, whatever notebook or journal or list that you've made, after time has passed, it can feel really powerful to be like, oh, cool. I wanted that. I worked hard on that. I achieved that. I called that in. I manifested it. So writing any of these, some people call them intuitive downloads, intuitive hits. Writing any of that down is only going to further strengthen that almost like it's like a muscle because you're going to also be able to feel empowered later when you look back on it and realize that you were on the right path. When your logical brain is stumped, silently ask your intuition to give you the answer. And again, meditation, sitting in quiet, being still, removing the noise, removing distractions, setting aside a chunk of time to just be, to just exist, is a really powerful way to connect to that intuition. So it makes sense that if your logical brain is hitting a wall, you need to enter a different version of you to get the clarity that you're looking for. And the last thing that I wanted to touch on, this episode's actually one of the longer ones, which I guess makes sense because this is something I am really passionate about. Um, yeah, the last thing I wanted to sort of just touch on super quick would be crystals. I think those can be a really important tool because, again, they're super tangible and physical and some of this can get so heady and hard to connect with, especially if you live a super busy life. It can be really hard to even prioritize the need to sit down and just be. So a crystal can be a little, a physical token that you can place Anywhere around your house or your work, your office, in your car, you can wear as some jewelry, you can 
put it in your pocket. It's just a physical way to sort of remind yourself of intentions that you want to set or to feel connected to concepts of tenderness or different forms of energy, goddess energy, feminine, masculine energy, protective energy. There's a lot of different ways to use crystals, obviously, to align your chakras, to set an intention, to calm yourself down, to feel like you have something to ground yourself with. So I figured I would just go over a few of my favorites. So all of these descriptions are coming from one of my favorite crystal shops, which is in LA, and it's called Open Eye Crystals. I'm going to do a Instagram post with all of, I'm going to link the Zen Bunny Incense. I'm going to link Open Eye Crystals. I'll put the book that I've been referencing. I'll take a screenshot of my CoStar app. I'm going to try to get better about using that page to have visuals that you can refer to. So I will link, it's my friend Madison's shop. I will link Madison's shop in both the show notes and in my Instagram post. So these are all her descriptions. Lepidolite is my favorite stone. It is a powerful stone for countering stress, worry, fear, grief, and emotional trauma. Useful to use when life is at its most challenging. Releases past emotional trauma, and it is good for all of your chakras. It's also good for if you're having physical sensations related to anxiety, insomnia, and ADHD. It's also referred to as the Xanax of crystals because it actually contains lithium. So super calming. This is a really good stone to put in your pocket and take with you on a daily basis. It's a really pretty purple color and it's supposed to just bring hope. Okay, another stone that I love is apricot agate. It is said to balance the yin and the yang, connects you to your goddess energy, calms erratic behavior, strengthens the bond between parent and child. It's great for new moms. And it's supposed to help your heart chakra. And for the physical, it's supposed to help with your immune system and your liver. So apricot agate can be a really amazing gift to a new mom that you know. And all of these things that I'm suggesting, the incense, the crystals, the books, whatever, could be really good gift ideas too, I'm realizing. Speaking of which, these crystals were all gifted to me when I was pregnant. So that's a really good gift for a pregnant person in your life. And in fact, I brought 
a lot of these resources to the hospital with me when I delivered my baby. I brought my salt lamp. I had some, I wasn't able to have incense, so we brought a diffuser with some peppermint oil, which is also super calming and great for meditation, really relaxing and helps you feel like you're entering a different space physically. So yeah, and I brought all the crystals that I was gifted. Okay, I'm going to say one more crystal that I really dig and then I'm going to wrap this up because it's almost time for dinner and I don't want to enter the hungry version of me because she ain't cute. So the last crystal that I really love and use to connect to my spirituality is Rainbow Moonstone. It's the stone of the high priestess, keeper of the feminine mysteries, aids in moon manifesting, enhances one's intuition, brings joy and optimism. It allows one to overcome obstacles and it pairs well with Moldavite. The chakras that it helps align are your third eye and your crown and physical, it can help with hormonal shifts. The last thing that I wanted to really quickly include is a YouTube channel that my friend Angela showed me. Shout out to Angela. I know she's listening to the pod. The YouTube channel is called Opal Oracle. The woman's name is Raji. You can also find her on Patreon. Her astrological insights are incredible. Her energy is incredible. Everything about her really connects me to inner wisdom, higher power. She does really amazing tarot polls. She has videos pretty much based on your astrological sign, your sun sign, but also has just so much content She was a huge resource for me when I was pregnant. I would also love to do an episode that this just came to me um, about intuition in pregnancy specifically because I feel like I was so connected to my intuition and was doing a lot of tarot reading when I was pregnant, not only for myself but for my friends. And I know I did a few that were super powerful and... I think that even had a pretty lasting impact on some of my really close friends. So yeah, that would be a really interesting episode. Maybe that one could be a cool interview that I could give even with someone else who could give their experience on if their intuition seemed to be easier to connect to when they were pregnant. Yeah, I would love if anyone has anything they want to chime in on that topic, definitely hit me up. But anyway, this has been a really fun episode for me personally, and I hope it wasn't all ego-driven. I hope that you found something that resonated with you in today's episode or a tool that you could maybe take away and use or... Even just the concept of 
you wanting to connect to your own spirituality, which may look completely different than mine, your resources and your tools and what you find to be helpful may be the complete opposite of what I'm saying. It's more so just embracing that higher version of you and recognizing that we all have these psychic abilities within us. So maybe it sparked something in you that you didn't even realize that you had a version of yourself that has been untapped into. Anyway, you guys are the best. If you listened to this entire episode, I love you so much and I would really appreciate a follow along on Instagram at the many versions of you or a rating or a review. Subscribe, whatever. Send it to a spiritual friend in your life or someone who could maybe use just a little comfort this time of year. I love you guys. Ciao.